and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Westworld. This is Season 3, Episode 5, Genre, written by Carrie Kroos. Is it Kraus? I never know. <laughs> and Jonathan Nolan, directed by Anna Forrester, premiered April 12th of 2020. And I gave this episode a whopping 6.9 out of 10. I did love it upon rewatch. I don't think I rated it as partially the first time I watched it, but I don't even have a full recap for you. I have <laughs> what I initially started and um, I, I watched the entire episode through, but man, it was slow going and I got very distracted. Um, this of course is belated because I've had some allergy issues this week. So um, I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time since this is my multiple rewatch. Whereas uh, we have in the feedback uh, the first time. So may have a completely different, you know, uh, address. <laughs> address. <laughs> opinion uh, regarding the episode but it was certainly not my favorite worse it felt as if there was a part of the episode in which Jonathan Nolan wrote and then Carrie wrote the other part and I didn't but you know what it wasn't even it was the action the action really was terrible um, I think that was the worst of it. <laughs> um, I really hated the chase scenes. I, I just found them to be very just problematic all the way through. Um, the character of, I keep wanting to call him his Caleb. He is, when he turned to Dolores is like, oh my God, you're, know there's just a lot going on with him <laughs> that really does not um line up and i was actually really shitty that liam was murdered in the fashion in which he was murdered because i felt they wanted me to feel justified for um it wasn't giggles it was the other friend i keep forgetting her name ash for killing him and i did not feel that way at all i felt in the end he was a victim just as much as you know um in some ways <laughs> some ways small ways i think that uh, we, we could get into the recap first we'll, we'll start with my notes that i did write and then we'll kind of go from there <laughs> before i'm all over the place uh, i did love sarak's portion of the episode that was the strongest part and i wish we had spent the entirety of the episode focusing i'm not sure why it was sh well I can guess why it was shortened from 10 episodes to 8 episodes. I'm sure it was a budget type of thing. And they tried to rush this project. And that's the thing about Westworld Season 1. And even the next chapter to it, it didn't feel like a rushed issue. Like everything felt thought out. It was thorough. 
Granted, they have like fucking six years to make the first Westworld. So it's to be expected. It's just this beautiful uh, poetry, right? And then the second chapter to that, also just everything about it, I felt was a good two-parter of a story. And then the, the transitional part, and I will judge it based on the next one or two seasons because i do feel like this was a transitional season to get us to that next important step felt like okay let's just hit the the marks boom 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 rich people bad people trying to control people crazy crazy let's give a you know this is all about liberation sure and then that's where we're gonna get to our next step instead of really taking time to 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 um finesse that that new this new world it's an interesting world and yet we know nothing really about it you keep introducing tech but it's like okay why is this what's the things in the mouth why is uh, dolores putting little things in her eyes we can guess what they are but do some people have access to this and some people is this an everyday thing there's not enough of the universe which is problematic for me because you're telling a story in a very vacuum and that worked very well in the first uh two seasons because it one it was in the park and it was about the people that came to the park um this is about the world and yet we're getting truly still that one percent and yet that's not the entirety of and we know that because based on our own world view right sure we know that there's a certain percentage of people that control a shit ton of what we do but it's not to say that there isn't that voice of the people and yet i don't feel the voice of the people in this season um particularly in this episode as things are affecting people it's kind of like this morose um argument but it's it's not a balanced argument not even close so it it falls on its concept because it doesn't have what it needs to back it it doesn't have the meat behind it back to Sirach he begins monologuing in French which made my panties fly off yeah you got that yummy 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 yeah you got that yummy he is talking to Riho, his baby. <laughs> he says anyone who knew anything about him was gone in an instant when Paris was nuked, except his brother, who was a genius. He kept him and Sorak alive after the disaster that we got absolutely no information on. This is what I mean by the background. Like, holy shit, this thing happened. And yet there's no <laughs> no buildup. It's like what what uh, precipitated these events. Um, nothing. Until they were found by evacuating teams. Did the U.S. do this? It was this World War III. And his brother says there's a time to leave things behind. I did like the parallel, although it it was one of those parallels that didn't actually go anywhere. It should have invoked Maeve walking through the fields we've seen many times, uh, you know, grabbing her child's hand. Um, 
considering they're both on the quote-unquote not even really the same team he's under she's under his influence under his control at this moment um you would think that this would be used as to even give Maeve more conflict right but it it wasn't because he wasn't telling the story to Maeve which would have been a much better (laughs) way of bridging these characters to actually give a, a conflict for what's later coming in these last three episodes I mean the tenseness or the the serious like the the stakes just weren't here but his um oh Sorak believed that god had abandoned him but his brother shuns him his existence in the first place which you know mass extinction disillusion shock all the ingredients for insert fucked up philosophy <laughs> and a genius brain the world needed control out of the chaos to save it from itself and thus he and his brother came to america with that idea to build such a god reho rehobam uh the machine however it had fly or had flaws flies in the ointment and we transition to sarak's watch i'm gonna pause there because this is an interesting idea of we all want to control the chaos Uh, I think Loki is starting to explore this idea and it is about I mean it's like if we can control how people are or how people treat other people then we can we can basically negate these tragedies that happen because it's people killing other people right those nukes just don't go off by accident (laughs) um and so and going into this next scene there's the idea that things lead up to that right and if you can stop all those little bits that led up to that huge event then you won't have an apocalyptic event where someone's entire world is wiped out and I'm sure watching your world being wiped out, that's going to change you in ways that other people are not going to simply understand. And isolated with him and his brother, again, it would have been nice to see more of that. Because all we saw was two boys walking through the field as if they saw some blow up. And then, you know, it was very clean. Too clean. But love the watch. Sorak monitors regarding the data of Riho he is speaking with a Portuguese prime minister who has a separatist group in his country and they are thinking about potentially being a problem due to the fact that the current PM is giving extraction costs to his friends stressing the villagers he tells him he needs to stop this this, this is not okay so the PM tries to get all mouthy with it and he lets them know like basically you are only here because you're the best candidate for the job but if you do not stay in line then i will find someone else to replace you so that the chaos does not come that these villagers don't get it into their mind and then destroy this country based on your own deception now this is a scene that i feel is very overlooked 
because a lot of people just yelled fascist and ran the other <laughs> without you know and it's fine put whatever label you want to put on the guy i'm not going to disagree with you there but it does merit the conversation of what he's trying to do and why he feels it's effective and why he feels um why he would give himself for this machine because seeing what it can do in real time and how it actually is curving corruption curving those one percents you realize that although his what he's trying to say or what he's doing moralistically is wrong it in a sense is checking the people that need to be checked that that the uh, people don't have the power to do and so then the people revolt and then things spin out of control thus the chaos right so and if you don't think that people can you know be seriously like that's his whole thing and this is kind of where he goes back into recounting the creation of Rehobo uh, because um, his brother Jean-Mi uh, wanted to build uh, they built a first machine oh what was it called <laughs> I'm not going to remember everything so I'm going to give you all the basics of what I can recall and I'm just going to stay on Ciroc and finish him up but his brother needed more uh, data or more of the information to feed into it so that it could be a lot more accurate so they basically sold the idea to liam's father like basically this can get you rich and that's what he wanted in uh in his investment however he didn't realize that sirak and jean me were basically um creating paths for people were being we're taking the data the analytics and then going out and getting the means by you know getting this fortune right that's the first thing is you need to be number one <laughs> like he's a trillionaire he's a, a time tri trillionaire times trillionaire jesus and thus he gets to uh control that percentage of class that liam's father would be in right uh they decide that this is going to be the way for humanity to prevent it uh to prevent itself from destroying itself however his brother john me ends up being one of these outliers these outliers are the people that the system simply cannot course correct for like they don't they don't fit the bill so to speak now what makes you an outlier i feel like that's rather whatever you want to take on to it but i'm sure it's going to be the ones that are you know the lazy people in society that that was a thing back in the day with our old ancestors is that you had society but you the the beautiful thing about society is you didn't cast anyone out of said society for being things like lazy or a criminal even though we you know we have the justice system um that you know sometimes does its job 
<laughs> Sometimes it's systematically racist and thus it's not more of a justice system as it is a way to incarcerate people. So there is a little bit of room for now this is a, a dystopian um future so they can basically it doesn't need to be based on our timeline it can like they don't have elephants there in this future they don't have a lot of things that i don't think the elephant population is going extinct at this point i don't know why they don't have certain things this is what i mean by there's a lot of show and no tell so they could in this world have a more defined idea of what makes an outlier but i don't think that they go into it but definitely disabled people you could think that they would not deem as fit and that's where you get the fascist part in it you know or the um just the overall not cool man <laughs> not cool anytime you need you start putting those people away you know you're doing something that's not you're going that nazi territory and that's kind of what most people latched on to however yes there is that uh balance of evil but in sirak's mind he's balancing it with that good is that yes these people in society don't work but for the people who can make it in society their lives will be benefited from what i'm doing the work that i'm doing so that people aren't destroying each other i mean clearly we've gotten to a, a breakdown of society even more so if you know we, we tossed a whole damn nuclear <laughs> weapon on paris um so yeah there, there's something to be said about what he's trying to do even though it is wrong there's a lot of wrong i mean there's that one percent that still controls everything the people that get away with killing their wives or whatever other crimes it's just it's that's what i mean it's not a balanced argument it's just not and then right when i want to say all of that um they have the releasing of the the profiles at the end which you know everybody's just morose and unhappy and not getting and so what i mean this idea of what is on the path and what is not are you religious are you not religious i mean it feels as if what they're trying and, and to also to a certain extent <laughs> i hate to say it but white, white fragility is far more um far more a realistic possibility than the other part of the society that would fall into that type of chaos maybe anger maybe protest maybe uh initial but for what dolores is trying to break down the whole system i don't know like i don't buy that i just don't buy it uh maybe in america but they don't make that very clear actually um we can talk about that later on but yeah the the whole premise of it it loses its momentum for me um back with Sorak, he put his brothers on me when he basically like i don't know if he turned schizophrenic or if he just 
went into depression i don't know but they locked these people away now the thing of it is they don't kill them they they um they just put them away away from society um what else they do with them i'm sure we will learn a little bit more about the outliers but that's basically what's causing the imbalance on his watch and that really pisses him the hell off (laughs) um basically he's incarcerating them though so that these outliers don't uh foretell the predictions that could come true that would cause the chaos right would cause the bad things from happening so his brother was one of those bad things i don't think people got that part which was a, a very huge part of it so like damn he fucked it you know yeah because but part of it like <laughs> i know it's cold but jean me was definitely the leader and Sirac was certainly the apprentice so if you are you have to think between those brothers you know if you the one that set the president and then your brother is following what you yourself he's your disciple he ain't gonna be mad at that but my thing was is that jean me was becoming ever more dangerous he was um he possibly could have taken it further like sarah probably wanted like his brother was becoming the chaos like you know what fuck these people um yeah he his brother had an edge to him and he definitely was the more aggressive one and i think that's what the system read is like if unchecked he could probably cause more issues and i want to talk about that um at the end of the season and you'll know why i want to talk about that at the end of the season when we get there um so that's the most part for sarah his tale um i i really liked learning his story and giving his perspective even if you don't agree with it to understand why people are doing the things that they're doing you know that's very important that informs and i think that in his mind that's the thing about people they're like you're crazy they don't think they're crazy they're looking at cold hard facts without emotion that's what they're doing and unfortunately when you start going when you start following the data and you take away the emotion it rationally makes a whole lot of sense whether you want to agree you don't agree with it because it's like no you're i'm a human being you can't do that to other human beings yes but to say that the logic is misplaced is that's discounting the fact that it's probably and that's how we have treated society for so long until we got back in touch with our humanity being like no we shouldn't do this um (laughs) the code facts is what led to slavery the code facts is what led to a lot of uh societies being without and a very few people having uh that were following those code facts so yes it's important that we not fall into what Sirach is doing however it's not insane from where he came from to manifest that I do wish though that that backstory with the brothers 
again, was a bit more paid attention to because two kids, lads skipping in the country, don't even got a scrap of dirt on them. Feels like they just, you know, it lost its impact. And it and it's very much an impactful thing. I just watched a, a explosion of a atomic bomb on uh, YouTube on a v- video. And I was like sitting there mesmerized, but appalled and just like, holy shit. I couldn't even imagine if I was standing next to it. And that was your world. And it just went up like that. So... You got to get audiences to feel that if you're going to, you know, make it why it's so impactful that Dolores just hop skips and been like, okay, everybody get their profile. This is what the Riho has planned for you. I'm going to send this to everybody on the planet. Speaking of this girl, hey, Caleb, they escape with, with Liam. Um, McConnell's and Bernard uh, I, I get to them because that's the last dumb part but they are trying to get Liam to basically give up his private key um, so that they can get access to Riho right they need Connell's to get access to it uh, she's threatening him put him like guess what you're broke you, i took all your money now i'm not saying liam is the the mensch of people right however there is <laughs> this boy was left a a uh, orphan by his father who upon learning what the fuck that the uh, brothers had planned ends up becoming murdered <laughs> by Sirach because he wanted to tell the world instead of keep his mouth shut when his conscience got the better of him leaving this boy abandoned who already felt his father didn't love him as much as he loved his work he grew up he has no who, who's gonna influence him he's the second you know one he's got Sirach who's controlling him right and he's just such a loving parent i'm sure he was left probably with nannies um not given a lot of guidance and then he grew up a spoiled little brat what did you expect right and thus you know the, the oh you went to westworld and yeah okay i get it they raped dolores in westworld which we find out that was like oh you remember me um sure sure uh i still and i i go back and forth because it's like no one should rape anything (laughs) i don't care if it's a robot (laughs) it looks awfully real and it's screaming stop okay that's not if that's your idea of a good time you need to really question yourself so there is that that one part of it once again, I'm not saying this is a person who needs to be let go with a free pass, but I felt the abuse of him as if he somehow himself did anything <laughs> besides be a puppet on a string. Um, I felt was just uncalled for. Then we go to Caleb's dumbass taking a drug. Now this whole genre thing, they were going for something that simply just didn't didn't do the mark they're being chased in a car 
there's three other people in the vision like this tall chase scene was just shit um she's got a gun in the car the entire time the thing of it is if you are on someone is on drugs why would you give them a weapon and be like um you can totally not shoot me in the face with this right you can totally do what needs to be done even though you're tripping balls and i'm not even meaning like oh you had a few you know beers you're literally tripping like you dropped acid that you think you're in different genres and then the genres are supposed to be none of the genres hit for me none of them none it could have been so much better um i think they were some someone compared it to watchmen the episode five or six one or the other i see what they mean by that i hadn't watched watchmen at the time uh, when they brought it up i get the point of it but it still wasn't even yeah they were going somewhere with this that really could have been cool but it wasn't then all of a sudden ash and giggles show up because he could just call ash and giggles like what's up um we're friends we learned like two episodes three episodes ago that they did one job together but they this close that they gonna show up for you and you the number one suspect okay whatever um they show up help him out the whole scene where he looked over at dolores as if he was in love dolores looking more and more like a damn robot like she has no emotion that's why i'm like caleb how you just now wondering what you are even though she's made it very clear from the start she ain't you she ain't got your bloodline um they go on the train because that's the best getaway is to jump on the train (laughs) i'm just being a bitch right now but you went from a car to a train um then they they give everybody they're sitting there debating it too on the train i hated this scene (laughs) one eh, it felt so i just i just don't even know I can't other than that, I just did not like it I did not like it but the fact that I think it's a conceit that four fucking people three of them are um three of them are damn criminals and the other is not even human and could decide to fate for all of humankind because <laughs> that's the thing uh what is what did um and aliens you didn't really think I was gonna trade one for the other that is what Dolores is innocence proposing like yeah you trade one dictator for another dictator because bitch you is not diplomatic you is not democratic you trying to pass on this story to these people which I get her perspective my thing is Caleb why ain't you asking more questions oh my god there's been people in control of my life I'm not sure I would freak the fuck like of course that makes complete and other sense now I know to the part where oh well you see with it but there is free will and only if you don't believe in free will then does it then what about the people who works out for them everyone had a bad story like oh my child died ain't that what's supposed to happen ain't you supposed to die and then your child is gonna most likely die too or people go around and they don't know that their children are gonna die does it not does knowing ahead of time what does that do i don't feel like they spend enough time 
thinking about that reaction other than it's going to get us to the next step that we need to be which is the world is going to descend into chaos which we see happen immediately when people get off uh when they get off of the train and then oh he gave that terrible line which genre is this it's real life kiss my entire ass so needless to say i don't know and then who would i mean would I look at my profile? I most likely would. And then I'd probably be like, okay. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> and I know people would be like, but you say that. Look, this is the thing. And I know some people really, like, I do account for the fact that everybody, when they're watching a zombie movie, they're like, oh, I would do this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, no, your bitch ass would be crying in the corner you wouldn't do shit because you're not even used to a struggle so no you would not fucking last in the zombie apocalypse or you're gonna turn into an evil person and you're gonna kill rape and steal for your survival these are the two people that are gonna be it's gonna be a lot of cowards it's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be able to survive and then there's gonna be a lot of evil people and i'm gonna tell you right now in that middle category that's gonna be a lot of black and brown people because they ain't gonna be surprised by the shit I mean, we we used to dodging and weaving, weaving <laughs> death on a daily basis, and it sounds funny, but it, it's actually rather true. We are expecting things to go. Things been going bad for a really long time. Even when they going good, they still bad is right around the corner. It's staring at you, giving you the eyeballs. So it feels as if you can have a good grasp of how you would react in certain situations especially when it comes to your own emotional uh health are you going to be someone who breaks down or are you not are you going to try to like i feel like there'd be a lot more people that'd be like well fuck this shit i'm about to go make it for me and how you make it for me is not trash in the streets what that gonna do all you doing is fucking up the rest of my shit <laughs> all you doing is putting curfews where the fuck is the police i ain't seen the police since i saw this show they don't exist in 20 whatever the fuck we are in because there are no police officers none there's not a national guard there's not an army there's not a president there's not a councilman there's shit there's we don't know what the fuck the government is thinking because this show doesn't give a fuck about telling us and these are the little points that are important because then they give the the realism to your story and the real it's not realistic to me they get off in there everybody's losing their fucking mind and then someone just randomly shows up and shoots at dolores because that's still on the mark and then she takes some bullets for caleb well actually they shoot at caleb i guess and then she takes the bullets and he's looking like what you're not human no my face that's fucking a mask of death haven't told you this already Let's talk about Ashley and Bernard's. <laughs> Bernard's. Oh, you can tell I'm so over it. McConnell's and Bernard. So McConnell's, for the most part, is telling Bernard he's the most special of us, of us all, and he's the one that has to live. Everything is about protecting Bernard. So that was the first time i realized 
well i kind i would say yeah i don't think i really put it on my radar exactly what it was that was happening and i think i mentioned it last episode as well about what her whole why bernard had to trail her in her her crumbs it's still a terrible use of a character (laughs) but when you're trying to do the least amount of work on a script it's what happens and i know this is harsh criticism it really is and it's only harsh because it's so beautifully done otherwise is it the worst things i've seen absolutely not clearly um but when you have something so extraordinarily exquisite as the first two meals and then you come out and it's just a shit doo-doo plate you're not gonna hold back it's like what the fuck because you know you just came out two courses in a row and you blew my mind so i have to wonder on the thought like was we trying here um off my analogies back to this so basically he tells him or she dolores conaloris conaloris tells him look he got people in this facility where he keeps these high-risk individuals i need you to find this facility i'm gonna give you this information stub shows up like he's saving anybody from anyone (laughs) and he just randomly shows up on the elevator no security around though um nobody asked questions when he left a billion dollar auction no police stopped him no security nothing just uh then conaloris decides to sacrifice herself and kill several of sarak's agents an explosion so that um she's he's she's not caught uh that's pretty much how that story goes and then i guess the only last thing we could touch on is the fact that they killed liam and it was ash that killed him so remember that one part where i was like okay so delores feels you know this man that molested me in the park fine you want to put him down because you thought he was a bad individual what the fuck ash what the fuck what you getting mad because your sister or you everything that you doing up to this point ain't for nothing or that you feel it was something so you go take it out on this dude who ain't got shit to do with it who literally was a puppet himself and you learned that story and what's up with caleb because he told him you're the worst and then when he put them glasses on he walked away from like oh shit i don't know what the fuck you are <laughs> and he got caleb screaming at him what Caleb, um, you do this to yourself. I get that you don't know what you are, and I feel like he feels that he's been feeling this way for a very long time. And this whole drag out to who he really is, I felt and continue to feel is a major disappointment. <laughs> they keep showing this background story, him and Kim, uh, Kid Cuddy, and. Uh, I just, I want to feel something. I do, but. So that is this episode. I didn't even think I was going to talk as long as I did. 
that at least I gave a little bit of cushion to this episode because I really didn't feel like talking about it if I'm being very frank but I'm giving my assessment of how I feel and you know agree to disagree that's perfectly fine people probably some love this episode hell I might get to the feedback and shy love this episode but from someone who's just been creatively or who's been criticizing it from a creative perspective for so long I can only give my honest opinion about um how I felt watching this episode a second time because I haven't really yeah this is like this only the second time I've watched this season through so considering the (laughs) 15 the 20 watches I've done on the first two seasons it's um, on par on why I have not went back and personally watched it multiple times so Maeve is back next episode and because I love Maeve I think she does a lot of the um the heavy lifting of in my enjoyment but that's not to say i don't have issues with uh how her storyline is handled either so when she's back we will discuss those at length as well (laughs) and what i like like i said there were things about this episode i did like i love the ciroc bit i really wish we could have stayed with him um the actor I thought he did a fabulous job. He pulls me in those beautiful blue eyes, but just the whole cadence of his story. Um, I really felt an empathy for him despite disagreeing with um, where his conclusion ended up. So that's enough of me. Let's jump into the mailbag. Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about Westworld episode 5 of season 3. Uh, full disclaimer here um, if I sound tired, that's because I am tired. <laughs> I think I've said it in another podcast, uh, in my feedback for another podcast, I should say that I had a long long week last week and worked many many hours and those hours definitely caught up to me this weekend and um it's Sunday and I'm still feeling a bit worn out which um aside from the long hours is just a sign that I need to take some time off soon I think the last time I took some time off was early April and I'm not talking about an extended, just a day, an extra day uh, here and there just to re- really recover, especially when I work such a long week, a uh, week prior. I mean, I'm not a spring chicken no more. So it takes me a minute to get back into it. And it just seems like these weeks are just blending together, blending together. And I'm barely getting any time off. Um, I shouldn't tell him, yeah, basically, um, between my son graduating and other things happening, it just seems like even on the weekends, I'm on the go, 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 
So this weekend, I actually made sure I sat back and relaxed and just watched shows and all that. But even with that, it's, it's Sunday and I go back tomorrow and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even. But anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, as for this episode, I enjoyed this one. Um, thought it was good. Uh, I was hoping to get Maeve and have her tie into what was going on with everything else, but she was missing from this episode, sadly. Um, I just felt, I mean, and I went back and looked to see how many episodes this season had, and it's only eight and this was episode five so we're almost done we only got three episodes left before we're waiting around for season four so um and i see that things are ramping up a bit we're getting more answers and understanding as to Sirach's uh what's going on with him and of course what Dolores is doing and all that stuff so it's all coming together I just wish Maeve was more involved in what these last maybe she will be in the last three episodes um but you know obviously she's my favorite character so I want to see her more um so sue me um but yeah in regards to um this one I mean it was great that we got um Ciroc's backstory and better understanding of what he's trying to do and his end game and what Dolores is trying to do and her end game and whatever else is happening I'm sure there's more going to happen but we're 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 getting there so and this one I mean just like you had said they whoever the producers or director whoever uh it's pretty straightforward what's happening i mean (laughs) just another um example of powerful men trying to control the world megalomaniacs thinking that they're god or they created a version of god with their algorithms system software whatever and thinking that they have the right to dictate how people should live their lives and so that's what we got you know Sirach created this Rehobian Rehobian I'm I'm not saying it right but whatever um this whole thing where um with him and his brothers to where they after what happened with their family and loved ones in Paris their home um they took it upon themselves to come up with a way to um ensure that that never happens again so uh, another some more people who think that they get to control how things go but on a grander scale um with the real world instead of west world um so it's just it's very interesting um and, and you know just to see how you you know we see how powerful men you know have this sense of self-importance that really (laughs) they don't have I mean they have to a certain extent but then they get put in their place when there's uh someone when you know because they feel like they have this control they have this power and then someone more powerful or someone um reminds them that it can be easily taken away we saw that with the uh was it um Brazilian president the president guy um Ciroc was um 
very uh clear to put him in his place and let him know that he can be easily replaced by the next guy and then we got Dolores uh pretty much doing that with Ciroc you know taking his um his program his baby his business whatever you want to call it and resorting and just exposing exposing him and his uh, organization to the world and letting the world see that he that he pretty much um put himself in the position of being god and letting and controlling people's lives and so yeah um and again it just to me it's just very ridiculous to see you know men powerful men think that they they have the right to dictate how you live your life and control what happens next and feel like that that's their place like who put you in charge who said that who you know and that's the thing that gets me and then you get to determine who gets you know who gets to be a part of that world and if you don't toe the line the corporate line so to speak you get bumped out you get put in this prison because you you're too unpredictable for the world you're trying to impose and then that goes for his own brother i mean he did that with his own family um that is just crazy to me how you you just think that you have the right to do that and then of course you got Dolores on the other hand who's doing her own version of that who thinks that she has every right to um dictate terms and see who lives or dies and all that good stuff and who gets to be in charge I'm like who put you in charge who says that you are the one I mean <laughs> it's like wow it's just amazing the ego and the arrogance that is so is so prevalent and they don't even see it and how far gone um they've taken it and how far to how far they've gone beyond their what should be their scope I mean we see the one when they when Dolores spread that uh the system out to everyone and everyone's looking at their phone um, and we see the one lady who's finding out her daughter is going to die, uh, commit suicide in a few years. And then we see the other lady who's looking at hers and it's saying she's not allowed to reproduce because of some genetic marker that predisposes her to some whatever it is. So you're, you can't have any kids because the, there's a chance you might not and that you might give birth to an imperfect child. I'm like, this is some, <laughs> this stuff is wild. And so, and it's like, and this is what, and, and you know, going back to episode one with Caleb, um, like, no matter how hard you try to go beyond uh, what they've set out as your destiny, they put you back in, you, they, those doors are closed. They did not open those doors for you. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of, you know, the, the time keepers and TVA and Loki. It's like if you these variants that they're searching like, oh, no, this has to be the timeline. This has to be how the, the things go. And anybody that deviates from that, we, we go in, we hunt them down and we take them out. And it's like who who decided that you're the decider? I mean that's it just always comes back to that it's it's always it's just 
just so much, I'm just going to put myself in charge. I know what's right. I know, you know, what's best for you. Like, excuse me. Au contraire, mon frere. Kind of thing. And then we see Ciroc. I'm like, only, I guess only he can have agency. I mean, everybody else got to, you know, fall in line with what he deems or the system deems is their role but he can deviate from that and what do you call a bubble of agency when it's convenient for him oh how nice you get to have your level of agency and dolores get to have her level of agency but everyone else has to go along with what you deem is necessary or worthy i wasn't too surprised that dempsey met his demise i mean and that i'm like and it's just it's again back to that arrogance i mean he just just knew that he, nothing would happen to him like dude you just uh, you yeah you go ahead and just boast about how you're going to expose him while y'all are by yourselves like so i mean rich people could be dumb sometimes like how about some pre- self-preservation like uh i'm not gonna say anything until i am in a place to where i'm not vulnerable but okay go ahead and say something like that out in the middle of nowhere i like um caleb's line about he'd rather live in chaos and then um be in the world controlled by um people like liam and the sarats of the world and that and that's the case again back to that who are you who are you to tell me how to live my life and so yeah it's like <laughs> it's just amazing to me i i just i just it's just nothing i, I don't even know what else to say and then he sarak wants this you know the program that Bernard and or Arnold and Ford uh, perfected to gain even more control to what to to do even more damage and of course you know people going crazy at the end when they finding out what you know what they're that what the system is all about and that the system was set up for some to succeed and some not and you know the unfairness of that system um and so they rebelled and so now we're seeing the chaos from that and then begs the question um from dolores's point of view it's like and caleb asked that like who who made you who put you in charge of like letting these people know this stuff like why do you yeah it's just it's very fascinating just like these these people at the you're pulling these strings because they think they are in the right in their in their and their agenda like their agenda is the right agenda like Loris you, you you you're just a baby like you've always said Christina yet you think you can uh determine what's good and what's bad and all of this stuff and the same with Ciroc it's um but yeah other than that um yeah I thought the I mean I'm just it, it was good I, I mean i think that's all i have already gone over um when i was supposed to and um as always uh i can talk quite a bit about this show um oh yeah that one thing that one uh line that um kayla was talking about about um about the rat <laughs> and drowning the rat how how is painless i'm like drown when is drowning painless and yeah it the the anticipation of drowning versus straight up drowning um is worse anticipated before it happens but drowning is never painless so 
I don't, I don't know where he was, now where that came into play. Like, no, that's still painful. It's just that the torturing part sucks even more. <laughs> anyway, I better go on that note. Until next time, much love, peace, and black on magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So I guess um, <laughs> he said a few things. Uh, I, I'm one I can't really talk about because, um, well, but you were talking about Sirac having agency and no one else. I think there's something that separates Serac from Dolores. Dolores herself has called herself a god. So that's the thing. You're saying who told them that it could be in charge? If you're in charge of your own destiny and there is no god and you yourself believe you are god or subservient to or working on behalf or whatever the case may be, no one has to tell you. They don't just—they don't need permission. That's what defines them, is that they—they need for no permission. And usually, the people that do that is because they're smarter. They have figured out a level of information of knowledge that separates them from the rest of us. Uh, they have an, an ingenuity, a, a skill, or whatever the case may be that separates um so that's the answer to that question and here's the thing i totally agree with you i i hear you with the caleb line i'd rather live in chaos thing it is chaos isn't great either i don't know where someone got this idea that chaos was somehow spectacular it's not we we tried that phase two we need some control. The point of it is we need a dem- democratic control. And there's only going to be so much that you're going to see in the world. I mean, there's a lot of terrible shit out there in the world that we ourselves do not have no control. It's chaos. And there's no one addressing like sex trafficking or <laughs> uh, the many, many crimes in many countries. You know, we live in a bubble ourselves of the United States of America and we love to say that we're this, that, and the other thing, but the statistics actually don't even support our melodrama half the time. So it is a an idea of once you once you're put in these positions of God is dead in the sense of it's not in this way. Do I have the right? If I can see something to be done about it, should I or should not? I do it based on their own conscience it becomes a separate matter I guess to me from the person and then the actions the actions of course not down with I would be an outlier uh, straight up I would be an unpredictable factor <laughs> however I the thing it is you to see it from their perspective like the kind of this whole idea that, you know, oh, there's no people controlling you in the world. Well, of course there is. Of course. That's the first acknowledgement. But they, it's kind of like, because I didn't write any notes. Shit. I should have wrote some notes in your feedback. Because you made some really interesting um, comments. But like the girl that's going to die, her child's going to die in suicide. So you honestly sitting there thinking there's nothing you can do about your child committing suicide in three years. You're just going to live your life 
thinking that's a concrete conclusion you're not gonna do anything about that and if so i mean if you guys are all that's why i'm like y'all ain't gonna bring religion into the show as if that don't fucking exist particularly in america if you're gonna base it in the united states of fucking america one of the countries that are fucking still like 70 80 (laughs) percent pentecostal are you kidding me so to not address those things it's those arguments or these people in any fashion of uh more so than than it's a yeah i i i really should have wrote some notes because you had really good points and now i'm they're just they're going fizzle out of my brain (laughs) about it maybe we'll talk about it more but um yeah you know you're talking about these men let's not let's not pretend there ain't been women out there it's a fucking whole 90 year generational history (laughs) of women doing shit so let's not let's not put them in not out the equation just because it's only and that's the thing too i'm like "Mm, this it's it's one track minded i feel like a colonial feminist was very highly behind a lot of this season and i can feel it i can feel it and the fact that it's not a balanced argument is annoying to me because you're not even giving one person in the crowd (laughs) that person you're trying to make everyone align to what dolores is doing and what dolores ain't doing ain't right either like you who's you to say i'm gonna break the fucking system (laughs) who's to say you needed to break it in this manner you couldn't have called a congressional hearing release maybe one or two profiles show what this reho did you could have went the other way what you're doing it ain't altruistic at least what homeboy doing that's the irony of the situation despite what he's doing is wrong it's far more altruistic than what dolores is doing because she ain't like hey i want everyone to just get along she ain't thinking in her mind this is great so that when i take over the world as i announce my intentions like two seasons or at least one season ago uh yeah it's this is not it's a lot of people thinking they can tell people what to do and the thing of it is you're gonna have leaders in the world that are gonna be the dictators of society it's too big you're not gonna not have that Uh, it's always gonna be somebody telling you or dictating the thing of it is you try to be democratic where you at least elect the people that's telling you what to do or making the laws and the so on and so forth um but there's a scary part in, in society where you know hopefully we're not gonna regress back to a point where it's only a select few i don't think it's going to be going back that way because we do have a tendency to try to stop ourselves from being so idiotic and if not then i'm not talking about just america i mean the entire world <laughs> yes britain involved themselves in the slave trade but they also banned it like a hundred years before america decided to do it over a bloody civil war um it's not to say no one doesn't have their stains but uh our stains and the rest of the world stains are very different stains and um we're still (laughs) we haven't even crashed as an empire yet so we've got 
beyond way more to learn and we have the benefit of all that previous failures to show us the way forward that's the that's the benefit of conquering a whole damn earth and when you're the last one you're like well we know we're not gonna go that route because we don't want people chopping people's head off for a fucking year um we don't want to go that route because then that's gonna cause a split in our freaking uh economy this uh, that. you know what i'm going with it that's not to say if anything we're just gonna create new problems <laughs> with some of the old issues and they're just gonna get bigger in a in a manner that they're not right now but i, I could be on my soapbox for hours let's not uh great feedback you want to join a conversation blackrocouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic yep